Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all for your attendance and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow this gathering to be a beneficial gathering, a blessed gathering. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just as He united us today in His beautiful house, we ask Him to unite us in the highest levels of paradise. My brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an many a times mentions commands, commanding the people, the believers to do things, commanding them not to do things, ordering them to do certain actions and ordering them to abstain away from certain actions. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, you find, for those who recite the Qur'an, inshallah we are all those who recite the Qur'an, you would find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really repetitive. Ya'ani the Qur'an is really repetitive and you would hear many commands over and over again. And you would find there are some commands where there is emphasis on. Now I like to be a bit, and I like to engage with the audience a little bit. That way it keeps me on point, and I'll make sure, alhamdulillah, you guys are on point. Who wants to tell me what they think is the highest command in the Qur'an? The Qur'an that is emphasized the most. The, the command by Allah that is emphasized the most. To worship Him alone To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone Now, today this lecture is called The Ten Commandments in Surah Al-An'am Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards the end of Surah Al-An'am Mentions to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Commanding him Commanding him To reiterate to us Ten Commandments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained. And subhanAllah, these ten commandments, you would find, remember these aren't the ten commandments of Musa, although similar, these ten commandments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained, or ordered the Prophet to reiterate to us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He says, قُلْ تَعَالُوا أَتْلُوا مَا حَرَّمَ رَبُّكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ Telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Say to them that I will now reveal or I will now recite to you what your Lord has forbidden you to do. Yani things that your Lord has forbidden upon you. Allah tushriku bihi shay'an. Do not associate anything with him. Alhamdulillah, we always hear this. We always hear on the manabir, in the masajid of the people of Sunnah. Because you find those who are not upon the sunnah Speaking of anything except for Tawheed When the whole reason of our existence Is Tawheed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He says وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We are not created Us and the jinn except Except to worship وَالْعِبَادَةَ هُنَا As the Mufassirin say أَيْ يُوَحِّدُونَ Tawheed Because Worship without Tawheed is not Ibadah. What is it, Ya Muhammad? 
Worship without Tawheed is not ibadah. What is it? What is it? It's shirk. فَالْعِبَادَةَ التَّوْحِيدَ Ibadah is Tawheed. So the command, the first command is Tawheed. Brothers, let me just off topic, not off topic, but let me move off sort of يعني, what I've prepared and let me mention something. When you constantly hear, if you're in a place or you're in a gathering or you're around a group or you're affiliated with someone or anything that is constantly, constantly engraving the issue of Tawheed in you, then Alhamdulillah, know you're in light. Know you're in light. For the Qur'an revolves around Tawheed. The Sunnah revolves around Tawheed. The reason why Allah Ta'ala created us is because of Tawheed. The reason why Allah sent us messengers is because of Tawheed. The whole existence, the resurrection is because... Everything is because of this simple... Simple. Why is it simple? Because it's the reason we're created. You know, that's, that's, that's the reason of our existence. Tawheed. Tawheed, 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 Tawheed. Why is it so important? Let me tell you why it's so important. Because you got people. Actually, let's hold on that. Let me finish this. Allah Ta'ala says, Allah tushriku bihi shay'an. Do not associate anything with him. Anything. There are some verses Allah Ta'ala says, do not associate anyone with him. But here it's anything. Shay'an, anything. How do people associate partners with Allah? They associate partners with Allah when it comes to His worship. They direct worship to other than Him. They associate partners with Allah when they call upon other than Him. They associate partners in Allah when they fear the way they should fear Allah, someone else besides Him. They associate partners with Allah when they seek refuge in anyone besides him where the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in the quran and it's emphasized if you seek refuge then seek refuge in allah and if you ask then ask from allah and if you need aid then seek aid from allah and it's massive and we can talk about tawhid all day never to finish the main point here do not associate anything with allah this is the first command أَلَّا تُشْرِكُ بِهِ شَيْئًا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا This is the second one. Now this one here needs a moment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says do not associate anything with him and be good to parents. Can we say be good to parents is enough of a translation? No. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Ultimate, ultimate perfection. Yani, if you were to use the closest word, you would say, or the closest translation, you would say, ultimate perfection in your relationship with them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say here, أَن لَا تُشْرِكُ بِهِ شَيْئًا Stop, then say, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa. He used wow. Alright? And it's qarina here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed, has placed that being dutiful to the parents, يعني, it's not on the level of tawheed, but uh, nothing is on the level of tawheed. 
And nothing is on the level of Tawheed. Nothing, nothing is on the level of Tawheed. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is showing you the emphasis. And in another verse, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُ إِلَّا إِيَّا And your Lord has decreed that you do not worship anyone but Him. وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Showing the emphasis. Why, my brothers? Brother, the only deen that emphasizes on being dutiful, caring, obeying, not disobeying the parents, the only deen, this is why some of our mashayikh would say, if you see a man or a woman not being good to their parents, he says, then question their faith. If you see a Muslim, عَاقٌ يعني he's not, he's, he's, he's a child who's not good to his parents, then question his faith. يعني from faith, my brothers, there are many branches. But a Muslim, a Muslim being commanded by the commandments of Allah, and you would find, يعني subhanallah, being dutiful to the parents as something really, really of high virtue. I'll give you a off note. A man came to Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu. He said to him, Oh, Ibn Abbas, I have killed someone. I've killed someone. He says, Is there any tawbah for me? So Ibn Abbas says to him, Is your mother alive? He says, No. He says, Akthir min al istighfar wa tasbih. He says, Just, you know, go and, 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 yani, Make istighfar and, and, and seek refuge and seek repentance from Allah in abundance. So the people that were with Ibn Abbas said, Oh, oh the, the son of the uh, Prophet's uncle, we've seen that you asked him about his mother. Why did you ask about his mother? He says, By Allah, I do not know of any action that brings forth the mercy of Allah more than being dutiful to the parents. And obviously this is after Tawheed. And obviously after. He says, I do not see any action that brings forth the mercy of Allah as much as being dutiful to the parents. You know, before he told him, go seek repentance, because obviously the guy is repentful, and he's saying, is there any repentance for me? But there are actions that bring forth the mercy of Allah. This is why the Prophet ﷺ, my brother, said, none of you enters Jannah based on his deeds. None of you enters Jannah based on his actions. They said, even you, Ya Rasulullah, he said, even me. He said, except that Allah Ta'ala showers me with his mercy. So it's the mercy of Allah we attain. And how do we attain the mercy of Allah? There are actions. And Allah Ta'ala didn't command you just to be good to the parents. And subhanAllah, I'll put my hand up first. We all have shortcomings with our parents. Every single one of us does. But just because we have the shortcoming, and I was mentioning this in my khutbah today, just because of a shortcoming does not mean you leave off a command. Just because of a shortcoming, you don't, yani, subhanallah. And it's sometimes you forget, and this is what Allah Ta'ala reminds us. This is what the Quran reminds us. That's how important it is. Wallahi, really important. And Allah Ta'ala continues in other verses. Allah Ta'ala, yani, subhanallah, tells you in detail. Do not even off. Off the scholars said, we don't say off. We bridge up to our parents. Wallah, we get in their face. What? 
What? Nah. I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm not going to say sorry because then she'll know she's right. You, know, you hear these statements and you don't understand how heavy they are. Allah Ta'ala, the word uff, my brothers, is not even a word. Uff is a breath. It's a breath. It's a breath. Some of the Sahaba, if they were not praying the faridah, and their parents, one of their parents was to call them, they would leave the salah. If they were not praying a faridah, yani they're praying a sunnah prayer, and their parent was to call them, they would leave off the salah. Some of the salaf would say, I seek repentance in Allah for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, because one day my voice raised over my mother's voice. We need to be like these people. May Allah make us like them. Allah Ta'ala continues to say, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ مِنْ إِمْلَاقِ نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكُمْ وَإِيَّهُمْ The third commandment is, and alhamdulillah, no one does this today, but the Arabs used to do this, and it was profound amongst the Arabs. Do not kill your children Fearing poverty. No one does this, but the reason they did it still exists today. Allah Ta'ala says, Do not kill your children. Fearing of poverty. We, Allah Ta'ala, provides for you and them. Has anyone heard anyone say, Oh, maybe I don't want to have children yet, I can't afford it. We hear this a lot. This statement, this statement is a deficiency in the reliance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a deficiency. There's a deficiency. I ask you a question, and you ask these people this question. When the child is in the womb, who is feeding the child? Who? This child that you feed. Who is feeding him? Who's feeding the child, Ilyas? Who's feeding mum? Who gives mum the, the food? Who, who provides for us? Allah. Yani, subhanAllah, it is a deficiency in the reliance of Allah upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and belief. Belief in certain things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised and ordained. Who fed you? Who provided for you? Who provided for your family? Who provided for... Allah ta'ala, my brothers, is the sole provider. We, us, and I get a bit, yani, worked up when people, people, alhamdulillah, everyone is ordered to work, everyone's commanded to work, everyone's commanded to seek provisions, and etc., and etc., and etc., but it's when the reliance of Allah gets affected, then you have a big problem. You have a big problem, massive problem. Because then you start entering into fields where the iman gets affected. You are getting up and going to work and working and making this money. Whether you make a thousand a day, two thousand, whether you're a millionaire, whether you're making a few hundred. The reason this is coming your way is from Allah. You're just the means. 
getting up and going, you have just fulfilled the means. For I'll tell you something, Wallahi, there are people that work harder than you, but don't make as much as you. There are people that work nowhere near as hard as you, but they make more than you. Who controls that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For if it was in the hands of the people, then the one who works harder should make more. Correct? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provides. Just like the bird leaves off its nest in the morning, knowing Allah ta'ala will provide for it. It doesn't know where the provision is coming from, but it goes out to seek it. Allah ta'ala is the sole provider. You are just the means. Now, why I say this, the Arabs back in the days would fear, they would fear poverty. Yani fear, we're going to have this child, we're going to have to feed it, it's gonna, it, we're going to become poor. So they would kill the child. And Allah Ta'ala forbade that. Allah Ta'ala forbade that. Obviously as well, they would kill the children if they had girls for fear. Later, the girls would bring them shame. Obviously this has been command uh, prohibited. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to say وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الْفَوَاحِشَ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بطن. Do not, do not وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا Allah ta'ala says do not go near the fawahish What is a fahisha? There's a few, yani there's many tafsir regarding this verse Where Allah ta'ala says وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الْفَوَاحِشَ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بطن. Allahu A'lam, the most repeated one is Fawahish, sins in general But open, flagrant sins That create mischief And they create fasad Open sins Ya'ani, this is a fahisha If it's exposed, it causes harm Ma zahara minha Some of them said what, what you see yani What you see from it What you can touch from it And wa ma is like What you do in closed doors do not go near it. Allah Ta'ala says, do not go near it. But what about today? People sharing things that are fawahij. People sharing things that cause fitna amongst the people. Not Let alone يعني, coming close to it or coming near it, or let alone engaging in it, rather spreading it, sharing it. This becomes problematic. Because now, you have no you are no longer of those who have gone into it and indulged in it. You are from the ones who have spread it. So this is command يعني, to think. Whenever you receive anything, if it is good and there is benefit of sharing it, or you hear news that is good and there's benefit behind it and you want to push it and you want it, then share. But if it's a fahisha, if it's haram, if it's indeed haram material, haram news, etc., then hold off. Do not go near it. Do not engage with it. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us not to go near it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to say, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ ذَلِكُمْ وَصَّاقٌ بِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ And do not... And do not kill a soul of which Allah has made prohibited. A prohibited soul, my brothers, is any soul that has been prohibited by Allah to kill. And every soul, every soul 
by default is prohibited to kill. Yani, the soul of a Muslim is prohibited. For example. So what happens when a Muslim kills a Muslim? And Allah Ta'ala says, إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ So there are times where there is, and if you were read, to read the seerah and read, and read you would find. When can a Muslim is blood bleached? Huh? Eye for eye. Eye for eye, is that what we call it? We, we, Revenge. Kisos. Kisos. Good. Two eye for eye. Where are we? Actually, we're close to Granaka. What did you say? Like, eh, yeah, but eye for an eye is yani. But you know what I'm saying? No, bil Kisos. Bil Kisos. Uh, what did you say? Self-defense. Bil Haq. Yani, if you needed to defend yourself. It's bilhaq. What else? Who else? The zani, the zaniya. Who else? The murtad. Who else? Allah. If if it's established, absolutely. And that's bilhaq. That is bilhaq. Now, if I took something of yours, or I'm suspected, or this or that, this is not bilhaq. This is not bilhaq. This is bilhaq. Yani here, this, these ones are grave. If anyone was to engage in them, they are grave. And you know the first thing on the day of resurrection, my brothers? Come the killer and the killed. Yataqasasun. Come the killer and the killed. And the Prophet said, a time will come where the killer will kill and he doesn't know why he killed. And the one who's killed gets killed and he doesn't know why he's been killed. Is the haq here? And يعني, uh, it's something that, alhamdulillah, we don't engage in as an ummah. But the hurma behind it is massive because the Prophet says about the believer, his blood, his wealth, and his ard is haram. It's sacred. It's sacred. They are not to be touched. They are not to be يعني, broken, attacked. They are not. They are to be preserved. It is sacred. This is what Allah Haram Allah, it's sacred. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues to say, Wala taqrabu mala al-yatimi illa billati hiya ahsan. Orphan, the money of an orphan, the wealth of an orphan. Okay? You happen to have an orphan within your guardianship who happened to inherit a million dollars. Who's responsible for that million dollars? You are. You're not allowed to touch that money except, except by that which is better. Yani what, you can't say, you know what, he's only six years old now. I have to give him the money when he's reached an age of adolescence. I'm going to borrow a hundred grand and pay him back. No. However, however, are you allowed to utilize that money? For the benefit of the orphan, yes, you are. Yeah, for example, he inherited five hundred thousand dollars, and he's only five years old, and there's a property for sale, and you know this property is only going to increase in value. 
So you buy the property for him. When he reaches an age of adolescence, he has what? Benefited from that transaction. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to mess with the yatim's wealth. And who can tell me why Allah Ta'ala protected the orphan's wealth? Who wants to guess? Correct. Correct. An orphan doesn't have a backbone. So Allah Ta'ala becomes his backbone. An orphan doesn't have anyone to return to him his right. So Allah Ta'ala returns for him his right. And subhanAllah, look. Look at the wisdom of Allah. Don't think because he's an orphan. Don't think because he's a yatim. And you may have an advantage over him. Or you may have access to his wealth. You can do with it as you please. No. And the scholars said, they said, even if he was to invest it, he must invest it in something that's going to profit. Or if he invests it into something that does not profit, he becomes liable. Allah Ta'ala is protecting the wealth of the yatim. Allah Ta'ala says, وَأُوفُوا الْكَيْلَ وَالْمِيزَانَ بِالْقِسْطِ In a nutshell, when you weigh something, al-kayl, al-mizan, you're buying, you're trading, and they use al-kayl wal-mizan, yani subhanAllah, selling, let's just say selling by weight, to give due haq, and Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, in Surah Al-Mutaffifin, He says, وَيْنٌ لِلْمُطَفِّفِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا اكْتَالُوا عَلَى النَّاسِ يَسْتَوْفُونَ وَإِذَا كَالُوهُمْ أَوْ وَزَنُوهُمْ يُخْسِرُونَ Subhanallah, when they, when, يعني, when they come to get something, when they come to buy, they want extra. They want extra. But when it comes to selling, they want to give less. And the best example is يعني, utilizing, say you buy groceries. And this is, brothers, wallahi, this is big. You know this whole 20 grams, 30 grams, 50, it's big. It's massive. It's not, you don't look at it, eh, this is, <laughs> this is kale. This is a problem. If you're working in something where you have to weigh and give forth its due weight, and every time, yalla meh, 20 grams, 30 grams, you will fall under the category of mutafifin. Because wallahi, wallahi, imagine you're buying something. Would you not want your due right? You would. And if you were to buy something, and subhanAllah, it's gone to a greater scale now. Now you buy something that says one kilo, and it's 980 grams. 980 grams, if this is done intentionally, this is a major sin. However, the minute numbers and minute deficiencies or increases, this you are fine if it's not intentional. But if it's done intentionally, imagine you're producing a million, two million, three million packets of something, and every single one, yalla, you drop 50 grams. It's going to add up. This is the kail, this is the mizan. On the day of resurrection, when your, wiz, when your deeds are weighed, would you want your good deeds to be weighed? Meh. 
يلا خلاص drop a few. No, you'd want every single day. Like you'd walk around asking, oh my mother, oh my father, oh my son, I've given, I've nurtured you and I've paid for you and I've seen you grow. Just give me one deed. He'll say, no, my father, I can't. Yeah, you're going to do that. You're going to do that. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا قُلْتُمْ فَعْذِلُوا وَلَوْ كَانَ ذِي الْقُرْبَةِ وَلَوْ كَانَ ذِي الْقُرْبَةِ And if you say, then say بالعدل. This is talking about if you want to bear witness or testify, then testify in truth, even if the one you're testifying against is your relative or your kin. Say the truth. Say the truth, even if they are the closest of people to you. When you say, say the truth. This is a command upon a Muslim. This shows the Muslim's iman. This shows whether the Muslim cares about his kin or cares about the commands of Allah more. Yalla man, it's alright, just do it this once. But Allah Ta'ala said no. And obviously if there's a command that Allah Ta'ala has commanded me to do And I can do it, I'm going to do it And if you don't Then you fall, onto, then you fall under the category of those Who have false testimony False testimony so Allah Ta'ala says And when you say Or when you're going to give testimony When you're going to bear witness he says, then bear witness in that which is truth, even if they are the closest people to you. If your brother or your father or your mother has the haq of someone, and you know the haq is not for her, it's against her, you claim that. You claim that. Because this is what Allah Ta'ala has commanded. Allah Ta'ala continues to say, Now, if someone says, وعاهدك, or someone says, you know what, bro, I, I swear by Allah, or I'll give, you, يعني, I'll give my word, or يعني, I pledge to Allah that I'll give you this, or I pledge to Allah, if you give me this, I'll give it back, or I'll make a pledge before Allah, if, I'll make a pledge, oh Allah, if this, يعني, you utilize the pledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your speech, if you do do that, then fulfill the pledge. Fulfill the pledge. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al Insan, He says, Yufuna bin Nadri wa yakhafuna yawman kana sharruhu mustatira. They fulfill the pledges. Someone makes a pledge. Although making a pledge, a pledge in of itself does not change the qadr, nor does it bring forth what Allah hasn't ordained, nor does it hold something off, as the Prophet ﷺ said. Some people may say, oh Allah, I pledge to you. If I do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to slaughter a cow if you, يعني, if my son becomes good after he was ill, I pledge to slaughter a sheep or a goat, etc. This does not change the qadr. These are things we really shouldn't be doing. But if, they, if you were to do it, if you were to do it, then make sure you fulfill the pledge. For if you don't fulfill the pledge, it is major. If I say to you, oh brother, lend me a hundred dollars, 
I'll pay back to you next week. He'll say, brother, how can I guarantee you're going to pay it back to me next week? You'll be like, bro, I pledge. I pledge to you before Allah. I pledge to Allah that I'm going to pay it. But Allah will pay it to you. That's a pledge. He's pledged Allah now. He should do it. Do it. Don't not do it. When you pledge, fulfill the pledges. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is what Allah Ta'ala has commanded you with so that you may remember, you may comprehend. Now these are the commandments. Look at every single commandment mentioned here and we'll end with this. Every single commandment here shows, shows actions, actions that you should most certainly find in a Muslim. Not associating partners with Allah, being dutiful to the parents, not killing children, fearing of poverty. <laughs> we believe in Allah, we believe He's the sustainer. So if we believe Allah is the sustainer, Allah is the giver, Allah is the one who provides, we're not going to do these actions because we don't believe these things. We do not kill a soul that has been made sacred by Allah. Allah Ta'ala has made it sacred. We do not come near the fawahish, for Allah Ta'ala has told us not to come near them. And when we do go near them, we seek repentance. We ask for Allah's forgiveness, for we have shortcomings. We're not angels, we're going to sin. If we, if Allah Ta'ala wanted us not to sin, He would have made us angels. Because Allah Ta'ala created the angels for that. But Allah Ta'ala says, لا يعصون ربهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون. They do not, they do not go against their Lord. And they do what they commanded. So these are all things, my brothers, that are very, very يعني, important. And I just thought it would be nice to shed light on it. And just to remind myself and you, brothers, يعني, the, the severity of doing things where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. Because then you fall into the category of a major sin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.